for close to half a year, all that ran through my head was what would it be like if I didn't play basketball? What would it be like going to, to, to school and living a normal school life? Right? Like, no no worries of, of practice, no worries of lifting, no worries of of film, no worries of traveling, no worries of extra hours workouts, no worries of maintaining the right image for a program, no no worries of a whole bunch of things. I've struggled these past couple of years. Not necessarily struggled to the point where it's like really, really difficult. But struggled to the point where like I felt I felt what it should feel like to be a college basketball player. Right? So I I had the six AM workouts. I had the, the afternoon practices and missing parties and missing fun with your friends and sacrifices and stuff like that. For what? A D three a a D three championship potentially. I remember back in in high school, I was a sophomore, and I wasn't playing a lot that year, and I was ready for the year to be over, but I was a sophomore, and I um, our team made it to the semifinals, and we lost to our arch rival, and I, I remember in the locker room, everybody around me was bawling their eyes out absolutely crying people i didn't even think that it would happen i didn't i didn't even think they could cry just bawling their eyes out and i'm the only one just sitting there dry-eyed ready to get out ready to go relieved ready to work harder so all i wanted to do was work harder And that's all it was to me, was a chance for me to prove that I could work harder. That's what basketball was. That next year I came back, I worked so hard, I I was the best player that I had been ever. Ended up tearing my ACL. Thinking like this is the most important year for colleges. I just wanted to get to college, get a scholarship, help my parents out. So what did I do? I, I, I worked hard on the recovery process. I rushed the recovery process and and I came back in five months. I remember posting a video of me dunking five months after I tore my ACL. I remember emailing Division Two coaches <laughs> saying I had a I had a scrimmage in which I played very, very mediocre. At the high school level against a team that wasn't that good, um, I scored 12 points. And it was just a very average game. And the, I remember the, the coach is sitting there in the stands. D2 coach, I'm so excited he came. Just disappointed. I could tell. I could tell on his face that he was just disappointed that he'd wasted his time. All my stats were good. My videos looked good. I was a well-spoken kid. Good grades. Good school. Great upbringing. Oh, I'm ready to see this kid ball out. And that happened. He just wasted his trip. 
And what did that do? Probably already know. It made me work harder. And again, that's all it was, a chance to work harder. So I came back the, the next year, didn't do as well. I could have gone to a Division II school, but at what cost? To not really enjoy myself, to get a, a, a few extra thousand dollars off, and, and play a sport that what I didn't know at that time, I didn't truly love. So glad I made this decision. And I end up at Salisbury thinking I'm I'm really I'm the shit. Like I think that I should be playing D one. I think I should be playing either D two or D one. And I'm D three, so I'm about to take over and all of a sudden I realize that this level is actually a lot better than I thought it was. A lot better. And what did that do? Made me work harder. I didn't I didn't play freshman year like my two roommates did and it sucked it sucked seeing two of my roommates my only two roommates the only other two freshmen get minutes one 15 minutes a game and one start and I was pissed I'm the only one and I'm sitting in the back of my head thinking I'm the most skilled one it's gotta be me whether that was true or not that was what I was thinking it's gotta be me I almost quit Gotta gotta talk for my father and not turn it up a notch. It made me work harder. Take it to sophomore year, hard work pays off. Got satisfied. Not too satisfied. I still worked hard. Don't get me wrong, I probably outworked most people. But sophomore year there was nothing really to make me work harder. Like extremely harder I worked about the same level of worked about the same level that I did the previous years not enough to keep me growing but enough to keep me good and then junior year hit and I'm not going to get into absolute detail over everything that of why I stopped but just know that having three coaches in three years has an impact on a player and on what he's to expect coming from the court and seeing different styles and different techniques. and It weighs a lot. And this past year, just to constantly think that you don't want to play the game that you think you love, it, it weighs on you. I remember... Every time a game would come on, everybody be like, you watching? You all watching? Y'all about to watch the playoffs? Y'all about to watch March Madness? Y'all about to, y'all about to watch the game? It's, so-and-so's playing so-and-so. And I am the only person who does not care. I'm thinking it's just because I'm weird. It's always my explanation. I'm just a weird dude. I don't really like watching it. I really couldn't care less. I just want to be good at it. I just wanted to work hard. I wanted to claim that title. I liked being recognized as a guy who worked hard 
and, and got what he worked for. All going back to wanting to show people that hard work pays off. It's all it was. Hard work. So going through this season, the losses felt like the wins. It wasn't about winning and losing. My performance didn't really drop much. I wasn't as confident as a shooter. Didn't shoot as many wild shots. But my performance really didn't drop too much. It was because over time I found that when things get rough in something, the only reason that you would want to keep going is if you truly loved what you did. Truly love. And I truly loved working hard. I truly loved being a man who people looked up to. I truly loved getting that respect. But that wasn't anything. That wasn't just basketball. For those who don't know, my father was a McDonald's All-American. Grew up on the Eastern Shore. McDonald's All-American. I didn't start playing basketball until the seventh grade. And he had told me, he said, Mike, you're going to make this switch, but do you want to be good? I said, of course I want to be good. And my dad said, well, I can get you where you want to be, but you got to be willing to put the work in. And from that moment, I put the work in. It was rough. Up and down, up and down, up and down. But I put the work in. And I lost sight of doing something that I love. And it became something that I worked hard at. I don't regret playing basketball at all, ever. I do not regret it. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Just like the decision to stop playing was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I just feel like I was doing it for the wrong intentions. And at this stage in my life, I'm very big on intentions. No one really knows anyone else's intentions. Only you know your true intentions. You can say something. You can do something. But what are your true intentions? Meaning somebody could give $1,000 to the homeless but was it just to get just to get recognition look good or was it because he wanted to make someone's day no one knows his true intentions I personally just came to a decision in my life or came to a point in my life where it was I want more out of life I've always been very motivated and passionate. But to play a sport I no longer found joy in for one of the most important years of my life, the last year until I go into the working field, the last year of my college career, why would I spend an entire basketball season just being... Yeah, <laughs> just being yeah, and that's it.
That's not something that I wanted to do. That's not who I wanted to be. And with more goals that I had planned on accomplishing, um, I just decided it was my time to, to stop. People can ridicule me on stopping. And you can make your, your guesses and assumptions on what why I really stopped. But I'm telling you right now, I lost joy for the game. And there's nothing you can tell a player when he loses joy for the game. But but in all reality, it it I don't even know if I ever loved the game. I never truly started taking workouts and basketball seriously to its fullest extent until until I went to a camp called Point Guard College. I wasn't a point guard at the time. I mean, I could play it if I if I really wanted to, but I wasn't a point guard. They knew me as a scorer. So, I went to a a camp called Point Guard College and 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 that really wasn't a camp for point guards. It was just a camp for leaders. So it taught people how to be leaders on the court. And that camp was one of the best, <laughs> the best experiences I've ever had. I really wish that I could have stayed overnight at that camp. It was a full week camp, and I really wish that I could stay overnight. I just I have memories of being dropped off by my coach every single day and going through that camp every single day with with those same players couldn't even play couldn't even play why did I like the camp so much I couldn't even play because it put me in a role where I was forced to be a leader I had to be vocal I had to I had to lift others up those were the roles that I was given and I just attacked them why for this same reason of of having this respect and having this power and having this role having people look up to you it wasn't power. It was just people looking up to you. And at the end of the week, you had a draft of leaders. It was basically like the number one leaders. <laughs> or not the number one, but like the best leaders in the entire camp. And they picked their teams for the final game. And like I said, I wasn't able to play. I had still torn my ACL. I had still been been out and I couldn't I couldn't run do anything I was I really wanted to I couldn't but I was picked as as the third leader so someone who couldn't even play still got to pick his pick his team and so I did and not too long after I get an email from the director of the camp talking about Hey, I I think that you're a leader. I think that you're so and so. You're such and such. Um, I have an opportunity for you, and that opportunity led me to South Africa, where I met fifteen other leaders, and I mean leaders, <laughs> fifteen other really really like minded people, that just helped me see the world a lot better. And I came back just wanting to do something, anything, to make a change. Because I was inspired. 
That's when Operation Impact came. I just wanted to make change. And in the moment, that just helped helped clarify to me that basketball was the solution. But looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty, I realized it was just a chance for me to do something that I really love. Basketball led me to opportunities. Basketball led me to where I am today. And that's why I needed to play basketball. I would have never came to Salisbury if it wasn't for basketball. I would never I would probably be at Morehouse in all honesty. It led me to where I am to meet the people I had to meet, to build the relationships I had to build for whatever reason because I'm going to need some of them in the future. And I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. But I can tell you right now, I never loved basketball. I never loved basketball. I did like basketball. And I did enjoy the the competition and I did enjoy outworking and outcompeting and being better than myself and being better than the next guy and getting the acclaim and the respect etc wasn't the right it wasn't the right reasons it wasn't the right intentions and like I said at this point in my life I plan on living a very intentional life. What are my true intentions? What is my true calling? What is my true purpose? Why am I here? One one more year in basketball would have just delayed me finding that true reason out. And for that reason, I'm so glad I made the decision to stop playing. That was another episode of Making Sense with Don. This is the Don Juan speaking. No, I do not have the answers, but I do have the perspective. Yo, I appreciate y'all for listening. This was very, very, very emotional for me. Um, This episode, it definitely touched me. Um, So I appreciate anybody who actually listened to this all the way through. Y'all mean the world. Thank you.